You're listening to the Virtually Free Podcast, a place for all you digital nomads and freedom chasers out there get the real talk on what it's like to make a living online. Want to ditch the nine to five vacation on your terms? Discover the ins and outs of freelancing. Then you're in the right place. And now your host, Amy Damone. Welcome back to the Virtually Free Podcast. Today I have Rosemary Richings, who is a copywriter, content writer, editor, and content strategist for the web who works with e-commerce and retail brands with a community improvement focused mission statement. Her journey started in the summer of 2014 after finishing her undergraduate degree and struggling to find a regular job or get into graduate school. Then, after growing her blog, writing for a variety of websites and pitching diverse businesses, she built up experiences writing for websites such as Buffer and Search Engine Journal and working with clients such as eBay and Yellow Pages Canada. You can learn more about her work by visiting rosemaryrichings.com. Welcome. Today I have the wonderful Rosemary Richings. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. Um, So tell the audience a little bit about what you do. So um, I am a website and blog content copywriter, editor, and content strategist. And I work specifically with e-commerce brands and retail brands who have a community improvement focus. Awesome. And how did you get started in that? Well, basically, I was shortly before I started my business, I was doing some content marketing work with a theater company. And uh, my contract came to an end and I'd always wanted to try entrepreneurship, but I used that as an opportunity to get started and uh, build on my content marketing experiences a bit. Um, I was already an experienced blogger, so that made a huge difference for me um, for getting clients. And I was writing for a bunch of different websites. And so, I started off by a mix of getting found on my blog and through what I was writing and also through pitching other businesses. And then I built on that. Wonderful. So you said you were an experienced blogger. So what kind of blog do you write? Did you get started in? Did it transform? So I have a blog called Rosie Writing Space that I started back in 2009. And it started more as creativity blog to just kind of chronicle my journey as someone who is a creative myself. And then uh, as time went by, it started to transform into something much bigger than that. And it started to also be about the practical side of it as well and uh, how other creatives can market themselves. And now that's the blog I still have active and I still keep updated regularly. Oh, that's awesome. How long is it? So how long has it been open for as of, as of now? Uh, since 2009. So let's talk about content marketing. Cause you know, if you're, if you know anything about online business, you know the importance of content and what it shows to your audience and your ideal client and all those, you know, people that you need to get your name, your brand in front of. Yeah, definitely. So what's the importance of having 
a content calendar? Well, for one, uh, it's easy to lose track of the purpose of a blog. That's often when clients come to me, that's the most common problem that they have. And so it's a way really to just keep on track and make the blog posts align with your current goals and not lose track of what your audience is interested in and what you want to accomplish with the goal, with your blog. So do you have any tips on how to kind of narrow it down to see like what you should be posting? Well, step one is about getting to know your audience uh, and really just uh, surveying them and seeing what they're interested in and using public platforms like um, Quora and social media groups they hang out on and Reddit and uh, really getting a sense of what their greatest struggles are and keeping track of that. And then on, as you start to actually establish a readership, then you start to keep track of what came up when, when they commented on your blog, what, what were the most common patterns they were asking and really just use that to build on the content that you create. Cool. So I know, you know, I've been, I have not been in online business as long as you, that's for sure. But, you know, I, you know, I've been around for a few years and, you know, I, the one thing that I really see is that, you know, the market in this industry is kind of really growing in popularity and why wouldn't it? It's very versatile. It lets you travel the world. It lets you stay at home with your kids. It lets you just live like a really great freedom-based lifestyle. So there's one thing about like standing out in the crowd and, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's the next like flashy marketing trend or it's, you know, building your list this way or that way. But, you know, one thing that really comes back to it is the fact that content is what keeps your people around you and what keeps your people inspired. And, you know, in a more marketing sense, like gets them to buy and, you know, you know, do those call to actions that, you know, your content is asking of their audience. So, you know, kind of just to build on that last question that I ask about, like, how do you figure that out? So content has to be incredibly relevant these days. Mm -hmm. And for people to just starting out, they don't have an audience. Like, how do you, how do you really work on narrowing down your niche if you don't have access to a big community? Well, you start by just uh, narrowing it down to just one goal and one thing that you specifically are interested in and then uh, really start to tap into what related to those interests is out there for for uh, blogs and influencers and get a sense of what you notice in that world and really and then really just inject your own personality into it to attract people who are like-minded and have like-minded values and interests and struggles. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned the fact, like, just be yourself or, you know, you kind of, you know, alluded to that. And I think that's the one thing that we kind of forget, you know, at least I did. I noticed myself about eight months ago, I started doing an interview series. Uh, you know, I was trying to, you know, use certain vocabulary and act a certain way in front of the camera because that's what I was seeing, you know, 
so-and-so in the online, like bigger in the online business world do. And I was just like, this doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel like me. And I started like, you know, not hating my job, but like there was not to be like woo woo and stuff, but for everyone that knows me, I'm a little woo woo, but like out (laughs) of alignment and, you know, in your, you know, your body, like physically starts reacting to that. So I love that you, you mentioned that because I think it's really important that you remember, especially as the, you know, the market gets like bigger and grows that you really do have to, uh, to be yourself in order to like really thrive. That's absolutely true. I I found when I was first, I went from having my blog to turning it more into a business where I was helping people with their content that I had that problem too, because um, I just saw what, other people were doing and I didn't have as much of a of a support system in terms of like people that were doing similar things and I just saw that like oh such and such was going on that webinar such and such was doing videos in that way and I just found it so exhausting and then I found that once I really just started to stay true to what's right for me then people were really drawn to that. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really just great advice for people starting out because you're going to get a little like, Ooh, maybe I should be like that because you're just like so excited. You're excited to grow this empire that you've been dreaming of, you know, kind of thing. So it's always really great. Like friendly reminder, like just stay true to yourself. Um, But so building on, you know, the fact like, you know, we talked about how to, help people that are just starting to get in blogging as well as people that have been in a long time to make their content more relevant. But what's the best way to promote your content? Because, you know, even if you have, you know, the best content in the world, if you're not getting in front of eyes, it, you know, that's not, that's not great. So what's the best way to promote your content? Well, um, one method that I've found has, has worked for me and also my clients is, uh, Facebook groups. And because often the really big ones with very like-minded niches are ones where people would really genuinely want to read that content. And if you can offer that content as something that's a solution and also show up regularly and be, be the expert that solves the problems, then that will really grow the audience and people will start to actually care about what you're offering and also then there's um promoting regularly on social media i I find the the big mistake that people do with social media marketing specifically is that they assume if they promote their posts once people will see it but you have to put it out on the loop you have to put it out on more than once so that people will see it Yes, I think that de- that second comment you made is so important, especially the way that the algorithms are changing with Facebook. And I'm not a Twitter person. I've never been, so I can't really speak about Twitter. But, you know, Instagram and Facebook, how those algorithms are changing. And it's going to, like, greatly impact, like, how content is distributed and, like, how... Because it used to be, you know, back in the good old day when it was just, like, chronological. That was the best. <laughs> like, I thought yeah. that was very non-biased. Like, it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> but, so... How many times you said more than one. So like, what would you say would be like a good time not to like over exhaust your audience? Well, um, one platform that has really helped me with 
promoting my blog content that has really been a good uh, benchmark for finding really good times has been uh, has been co-schedule. So really just when you, so the system that I use was, was uh, when it's published a day later, a week later and a month later. And that's where I found I've got most results. And if you can use some kind of platform, uh, an automation platform specifically that allows you to do that, then that's where you'll get that reach. Amazing. That's great. Thanks for that hit, that hopeful hint. Um, and also you had mentioned about Facebook and getting or Facebook groups and getting into the bigger ones. What would be, you know, just to set these, our audience up, or my audience, I always say, I feel like I always talk in the third person, um, but the audience, uh, um, what size should those Facebook groups be? Because some of them are quite overwhelming. You know, you, you're at, I don't know, like 80,000. I've been in a few like 80,000, 100,000 groups, less people groups. And it, it gets, it's just post after post after post. I feel like my brain hurts and I just leave it because I can't deal with it. Oh man. Yeah. Those are the ones where you can, you can get lost in the flurry of content. It really helps to be in a more small, intimate group where uh, they'll, they're more, much more likely to be a sense of community and it's much more likely for people to keep track of like, oh yeah, that's the person that in the morning will talk about this or that's the person that in the evening ha will always have this really cool gif about whatever. So I find the really small niche ones are the ones where you can really get the most results. Awesome. And like, how small are we talking though? Like numbers wise? Um, well, I wouldn't say an exact number, but as long as you're not getting the 80,000 range and the ones where there's like a million posts a day, that's, that's where you're much more likely to reach people. Awesome. So I was wondering if you would be open to sharing any tips and tricks for making super intriguing titles for your blog posts, because that is what I'm really bad at. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there would love to know as well. Well, the one system that is my consistent sheet is uh, the co-schedule headline analyzer which allows you to run your headlines through this tool that, that basically looks at every single word and evaluates it for strength. And then they also have a link as, as well on their blog. There's a, there's a po entire post that just goes into emotional words and then trying to include emotional words like like free and awesome and easy and things like that will really be what will draw attention. But they had hundreds uh, really looking into CoSchedule's emotional words list. Uh, that will help make sure that you're including the right words in it in order to attract attention. And also, also um, Yesware as well is a good, if you have WordPress, it's a good system for making sure 
that everything's read the readability is good and as well. Awesome. Thank you. Is that, sorry, what was the, the name of the second one? For yes, WordPress. It's, it's a tool for uh, SEO and also readability. And that really helps with headlines and also make sure, making sure that uh, the content is scannable and good for a web audience as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rosemary, for sharing some time today with us. I would absolutely love it if you would leave our audience with some wonderful words of wisdom. Well, really, um, the one thing that I think is great when you're first starting out is don't compare yourself to others too much. Realize that you have your own strengths and weaknesses and really just stick to what's right for you and stick to that one method and, and don't be too wrapped up in if such and such person in that niche, if they're suddenly having this great income month and you're like, oh shit, I'm not reaching that goal. Just don't fall too trap into too much of a trap for comparison and imposter syndrome. You really have to be proud of your own accomplishments. 